Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Podcast, helping you navigate the social media jungle. And now, here's your host, Michael Stelzner. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining me for the Social Media Marketing Podcast, brought to you by socialmediaexaminer.com. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner, and this is the podcast for marketers and business owners who want to know what works with social media. Today's show is sponsored by Social Media Marketing World 2017, our mega conference coming up in just a couple of weeks. I am really excited about today's show. I'm going to be joined by Steve Chu, and we'll explore how to use Facebook to market products and how to use sequences to close customers. Steve markets low-cost physical products. However, and I want to say however, so much of what we talk about applies to any kind of product that I do not want you to miss this. You will love this. I took copious notes. I can tell you this is going to be mind-blowing. Podcast at socialmediaexaminer.com is my email address. Let's now transition over to this week's brand new discovery. Helping you stay alive in a social jungle, here's this week's survival tip. This week, I'm joined by Eric Fisher with a brand new discovery. What'd you find, Eric? I found a cool tool called Newsfeed Burner, which is going to keep you from seeing your Facebook newsfeed and distracting you while you're doing your marketing work on Facebook. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> talk, talk to me about this. What does it yeah. do? So what this does, it is a uh, it's a Chrome browser extension that you add on to it, and what it does is you you literally uh, up in the corner you hit the button, and then when you go to Facebook, your news feed will not show up. So oh, so you, you can uh, get into groups and pages, but you won't see the news feed. Yes, yeah, exactly. Oh wow, so, that's so cool. Yeah, because yeah, how many times have you gone to do? literal marketing work on Facebook. And while you're, you know, the page is loading and you are just happen to be glancing at the newsfeed because it's positioned right there. And then it sucks you in and you start scrolling through. And that's not what you went there to go do. Yeah. It's like social media quicksand. <laughs> yes. That is, get... That's a perfect metaphor. Yes. <laughs> does it, so does it also little... change the little world notifications so you don't see any of those as well? Or is I... it just, no, I think those are going to still be there. It's just eliminating the news feed. But again, you can click on that and see, you know, whether or not they're pertinent or not. Again, it's not going to it's not going to be a full on like replaces your own lack of self-discipline. Right. But it does. And it, it also works. Uh, it re- eliminates it as well for uh, YouTube and LinkedIn. I'm curious why it doesn't have Twitter. But hey, Facebook's the main culprit. Am I right? Oh, yeah. So, Wow. News feed burner. And it's not what you think. It's for burning your news feed. How many of us want to burn our news feed? I'm like, gosh, I need this. Um, Okay, cool. So I guess the only way to find it is where? How do we get there? So uh, chrome.google.com slash web store. And then just look for news feed burner. Is it all one word? Two words. News feed and then burner is the second word. Yes, newsfeed burner. Block those social distractions. Awesome. Eric, thank you so much for bringing us this brand new discovery. And folks, if you like the phrase social media quicksand, (laughs) if you like not getting stuck in quicksand, check it out. Thanks, Eric. You're welcome. Today's episode is about Facebook and particularly Facebook advertising. And as you know, Facebook advertising is a monster thing. There's so much to it. Facebook marketing in general is so huge that it's hard to keep up with it. If you're thinking that you want to learn more 
about your Facebook advertising or any social network, would you consider grabbing a virtual ticket to social media marketing world? It may be too late for you to physically decide to come to the conference and join thousands of other marketers, but it's not too late to join thousands of marketers who are not coming by grabbing a virtual ticket. With the virtual ticket, you will get access to every single training session on Facebook and Facebook ads and Instagram and everything else that we're doing at Social Media Marketing World. Here's your steps. First, visit socialmediaworld17.com. Then go ahead and take a look at the agenda page and study the agenda and then book your ticket and look forward to extensive professional development on your schedule at your pace when you are ready. Again, socialmediaworld17.com. Let's transition over to this week's interview with Steve Chu. To help simplify your social safari, here's this week's special guest. I'm very excited to be joined by Steve Chu. If you don't know who Steve is, he and his wife run an online e-commerce site that sells handkerchiefs and linens, and it's known as bumblebeelinens.com. He's also the host of a podcast you might have heard of called My Wife Quit Her Job and also the website mywifequitherjob.com. On the website and the podcast, he teaches people how to sell physical products online and that's what we're going to be talking about today. Steve, welcome to the show. How's it going, Mike? Glad to be here, man. Awesome. Awesome. Well, today Steve and I are going to talk about, you know, selling stuff that is tangible, physical, and especially stuff that might not have a high margin and how you can use Facebook ads to, to make money and still pull all this stuff off. Steve is a great guy. I've gotten to know him over the last month. And um, Steve, let's start with your story. How did, how, did, how did your wife get to quit her job? Let's just start there. Yeah, so back when we were engaged to be married, uh, we spent a lot of money on photography and she wanted to, she knew she was going to cry at the altar, probably because she was just going to be so happy that she was going to spend the rest of her life with me. And uh, she knew she was going to cry. We looked all over the place for a handkerchief so that she could be seen in a picture with a handkerchief. We couldn't find any at all. And we ended up having to import a bunch of these from Asia. Mm. We used about six of them. We sold the rest on eBay and they sold like hotcakes. Interesting. And so later on, when she became pregnant with our first child, we live in the Silicon Valley. It's very expensive. You need two incomes to get a house in a good school district. And she wanted to quit her job, and she was making uh, six figures at the time. And so we kind of got back in touch with that original handkerchief vendor and decided to open our store. And it ended up replacing her entire salary within a year. Now, were you selling these exclusively online, or was this a real store, like a physical brick-and-mortar kind of thing? Only online because we knew we had the kid coming and so we wanted something where we could kind of time shift the work. Mm. And so we ran the store essentially after our child fell asleep at night. And what about you? What were you doing at the time? I was a microprocessor designer. Got it. Uh, yeah. So so basically uh, you are, you were an engineer. And um, so how, tell us more. What happened with the handkerchief uh, business? Yeah. So it ended up taking off. And as soon as my wife was done with her maternity leave, she felt comfortable quitting her job because we had already replaced it with the store. Mm. And what's, what, what was funny about that was, you know, a year passed and we were doing really well. And then all my friends were wanting to have kids and they wanted to quit their jobs. Like I started this quitting your job trend and uh, they kept asking me how to launch an e-commerce store. And instead of asking or answering the same questions over and over again, 
I decided to just throw all that stuff on up on a blog and basically just document my experiences running the store. And that's kind of how mywifequitterjob.com got started. And what year was that? That was 2009. So um, fast forward a little more today. So what are, you, what are you doing now? Do you still, I mean, obviously you still have bumblebee linens. Is it just handkerchiefs? What do you guys sell? We sell handkerchiefs, linen napkins, linen towels. We sell like lace parasols, aprons, a whole bunch of different things now. And who is your target audience you're trying to reach? A bunch of different ones, actually. So primarily for the handkerchiefs, it's weddings. And uh, there's a, an older crowd, like older than 55 years of age, that are really into handkerchiefs as well. We also target like event and wedding planners with our napkins and that sort of thing. And then moms with these mommy and me aprons that we sell. And are these embroidered? They are. So they are all personalizable. So we got these embroidery machines in-house where we can stitch out uh, whatever you want, basically, onto a piece of linen. So somewhere along the line, um, you figured out that you could buy quality products from Asia, have it shipped over, and then open your own store. Um, tell us a little bit about the journey of how, to, how you actually began figuring out how to sell this stuff online, because I'm curious how you, you know, where that started. Yeah. So what was funny about this is my brother-in-law, he actually started working at Google and he was working in the AdWords division. Mm. And so the way we got our early sales was, you know, he kind of showed me how to use AdWords. And way back in the day, it was 2007, it wasn't as competitive as, as it is today. And I was just generating a lot of sales off of clicks that were just costing me like 10 or 15 cents. And this is just pretty- search phrases on Google, basically? Exactly. Yeah. Interesting. So people that were searching for like embroidered napkins, wedding or something like that. Wedding handkerchiefs and that sort of thing. And at the same time, we were putting out content. And so we were writing articles that were helping brides or providing craft ideas with the products that we sold. And after, you know, three to six months, those started ranking. And then we would funnel that traffic to our store as well. And then somewhere along the line, you started uh, leveraging Facebook advertising as well. How has that been working for you? Facebook has been really amazing because the targeting is so precise. So um, what we're going to be talking about today, folks, for the rest of this call is really some of the cool strategies that Steve uses. And remember, Steve is an engineer by trade. He's, um, he, he likes to figure things out, and he's really good at teaching people how to do them. That's what he's doing over at the blog, mywifequitterjob.com. Uh, tell people a little bit more about the blog and the audience you've got there as well, because I think it's pretty impressive. Yeah, so the audience is, is mainly actually... I would say 30-year-old women and above. That, that's like my primary audience, probably because of the quitter job angle and w- with the pictures of the kids that I have on there. Right. But mainly everyone on there is interested in selling physical products online. And so I basically get into pretty deep detail on how I run my store. I offer like a free tutorial and I also run a paid class. Very cool. All right. Um so uh, I've got a bunch of questions. Um, you and I have spoke before this call, so we could figure out what I should talk about because there's so much we could talk about. Um, let's start with what you call a win-back campaign. Describe what a win-back campaign is, and then let's unravel you know, how you use them. Sure, absolutely. So the idea with a win-back campaign is when you get a customer, someone who has purchased from your shop is much more likely to buy again. Okay, and so you basically need to figure out who these customers are, and if they haven't purchased within a certain set amount of time, 
you want to give them an incentive to come back. Okay, and so for example, if someone has purchased on our store and they haven't purchased in 60 days, we then simultaneously send them an email with a 10% off coupon. And at the same time, we send that exact audience who hasn't purchased in 60 days over to Facebook. And we also run a campaign with that 10% off coupon as well. And all this stuff is completely automated. We don't have to do anything about it. Okay, so um, I think the easy part of figuring out, you know, customers that have uh, customers that have not made a purchase in greater than sixty days is generally not super complicated. A lot of the online merchant systems allow you to do that. But you said you send them over to Facebook. Explain what's involved with that. Yeah. So our email system, which we use, Clavio, allows you to export a very specific segment, and in this case, it's people who haven't purchased in 60 days, and create a custom audience on Facebook that is updated dynamically. So, Oh, that, wait, 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 pause for a second. Yeah. So first of all, the name of the, the, name of the email service you said was Clavio. How do you spell that? K-L-A-V-I-Y-O. So you can set up some sort of a rule that says anybody who hasn't purchased within this period of time is going to get exported into a Facebook audience that already exists. Is that what I hear you saying? That is correct. And it's completely automated. And it's dynamic, which means like the next day, there will be new customers who haven't purchased in 60 days, and that audience is automatically updated on Facebook. And is it smart enough to know that if they do purchase to remove them from that audience? Yes. Interesting. So tell us, how has that worked for you? So... It- you know, in the context of winback campaigns, let's say I give them this 10% off coupon and they end up buying. Then they're off that list. But let's say they continue not to buy. And so after 75 days have passed and they haven't made a purchase, I actually send them a larger coupon. So for example, the first coupon might be 10% off. The second coupon after 75 days might be 15% off. And after 90 days, if they still haven't purchased again, we give them an even larger coupon at 20%. And what's interesting to note here is that if they have made a purchase at any time, they no longer get the upgraded coupons. Interesting. So is this software that you're using, um, does it work if you already happen to have a different email provider? Um, could Could you just use it for this purpose, I guess, is what I'm asking. You can do it with another email provider. However, the, one of the key things about making this hands-off is the dynamic custom audience in Facebook. I see. So the normal way of doing it, if you don't have this software, which probably most people listening don't, the alternative would be a little more manual, right? Which is you would export your list of email addresses and upload them to the custom audience, and you'd probably have to do it once. I don't know. every, well, every Or you could send it out to an admin, right? Couldn't you? You could, but what gets a little bit tricky was is like once someone makes a purchase, you have to make sure to take them off that list as well. Right. Right. And I don't know if that's I don't know I don't know enough about Facebook ads to know whether or not that's easy or hard. Um, can't you, you can do it? What you can you can do have another is, audience that's cust- that's that that's a new audience that has second purchase, right? And then it, correct. And yes, that's co- what I was just going to suggest. And you yeah. combine the two, right? You say if they're on this and not on this, right? That's correct. Yes. Perfect. Um, it, 
offline you referred to something as a discount ladder. Is that what you were just referring to where depending on how long, what, you know, did we already talk about that? Is that, is that where like if they're haven't bought in this period of time, they're going to get this discount. And if it's extended period of time, they're going to get a steeper discount. Is that what a discount ladder is? That's correct. Yes. And the idea here is you don't want to give a larger coupon than you need to, to complete the sale, right? Mm. If you can get them with a 10% off coupon, that's the best case scenario here. And you don't want to be sending them a 15% or a 20% coupon at that point. Got it. The margins aren't necessarily super high on these products. Um, Let me ask you, how well does this work for you? It works incredibly well. And the reason for that is because they've already purchased from us. We don't have, we've already established the trust. Money has already changed hands. And so the conversion rates on these are in the double digits. Wow. So, um, cost per acquisition, is it relatively inexpensive? I can tell you in terms of return on ad spend, it's on the order of five or six X. Wow. Very cool. Um, which means for every dollar you're making like five or six bucks. Is that what I hear you saying? That's correct. Yes. Wow. Awesome. All right, folks, win back campaigns. Is there, is there anything, okay, do we, this is through Facebook ads. I would imagine you could do the same thing with Google ads and also through email. Is that correct? Absolutely. Yeah. And so you have to do everything simultaneously because everyone's going to be on a different platform. Some people like to read their emails. Some people are on Facebook. Some people are just surfing the web. So I see. Yeah. So um, do you find whether email versus Google versus Facebook is, is, is better or is it kind of, you know, each of them, like it represents new opportunity or what's your thoughts? If I were to rank the three, I would say email is number one, followed by Facebook, followed by Google retargeting. Got it. So, for our store, at least. So if you just want to get started with this idea, start with email, right? And, yeah. And then, and then if you want to try to get added value, then go to Facebook and then go to Google. That's at least, correct. At least that's In my case, you know, that might not apply to every store. It's right. just the case with mine. Right. And by the way, if you're listening right now and you don't have a physical product, this could apply to an online product too, couldn't it? Absolutely. Like if you sell a digital course, um, you know, if someone or or if you have like an upsell of some sort and they haven't purchased the upsell within a certain period of time, you can send them a coupon. It applies to everything, really. Okay. Um, you sell how many different products do you have in your in your uh, SKUs? How many different SKUs? We have about four hundred and eighty SKUs. So, um, talk to us about fi- Facebook dynamic ads um, and and what are they? And what can you do with them if you have physical products? Yeah, so when you have as many products that we as we have, it becomes really cumbersome to run specifically retargeted ads to a customer uh, because we have so many different things. We don't really know what they look have looked at at our store. So what's nice about Facebook dynamic product ads? And by the way, before we get into this, um, folks, he's specifically referring to people that have not yet made a purchase but have visited his store, right? That's correct. So, so he doesn't. He knows what the people that made a purchase what they bought, but this is people that have visited his store, looked at his wedding um, uh, napkins, and uh, and then left. So go ahead and explain what you do with that. Yeah. So to combat the fact that you have all these products and you want to show ads with the products that the customer looked at. And so what Facebook dynamic product ads are is that they allow you to upload your entire product list over to Facebook. And then depending on what a a visitor has looked at on your site, they will be shown ads with the exact products that they were looking at on your site. So when you say upload the list, are you including the... Uh, um, what date? What kind of details 
I'm going to imagine it's some sort of a spreadsheet. Does it, what is it? What kind of details? Does it include the image of the product? I mean, talk to me a little bit about that. Yeah, it includes the image. It includes the description. It includes the title. It includes the price. It includes any alternative images, uh, what type of product it is, you know, what category it is, a whole bunch of different things. I don't sell uh, huge SKUs, so how in the world do you get all that data to Facebook? Is it complicated to set it up? Um, so if you're on like a platform like Shopify, there are plugins that do it all for you. Interesting. Okay. So a lot of people that have physical stores are using these types of platforms and there's these plugins are available through the online merchant or are they something you buy or how does that work? It's usually some sort of plugin on your shopping cart. Got it. And they're usually free to add these plugins? They're not free. They usually carry a monthly fee. Uh, the way I do it, since I'm an engineer, I just implement it all myself, but it, it actually isn't that difficult. So if you were technical and you could figure out how to get all the right data into the right like CSV file or something like that, you could probably yeah. do it yourself, right? You could, yeah. It's just a complex spreadsheet that has links to the images and all the all the appropriate little categories, is that right? That's correct. I mean, the only thing you have to kind of be careful about is like if you run out of stock on something, you have to make sure it's up to date so you don't end up showing an ad for something that you can't sell. I see. So and these 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 um these plugins on these stores are tapping right into the database so they know the inventory and if the name of the product changes or the picture changes that's all dynamic is what I hear. That's right correct. Yes. So how do we know what these ads how do you choose what to display when you're running a dynamic ad because that's a little confusing I think. Yeah, so when you actually uh, run the Facebook ad what'll happen is you know instead of like a traditional Facebook ad where you're specifying the image and all that stuff instead when you're creating a Facebook dynamic ad you're putting together placeholders. So you want to place an image here and then the product title here. So you're essentially you're replacing all that stuff with variables that Facebook uses to fill in depending on what exact product a customer was looking at on your site. And um, uh, is it just uh, like can you, can you provide special offers and discounts with these also? You can. You can. How well does this work for you? It works very well. It actually it returns 12x. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So it's so it's a so folks. I mean, there is obviously a cost, either time or um, some sort of an online monthly fee. What what do the fees typically cost to get these plugins? Are we talking hundreds of dollars a month, or is no, it? No, no, they're really inexpensive. Uh, no more than I would say like fifty dollars a month. And what do people search for? Just the phrase "Facebook Dynamic Ad Ads" or something in order to find that kind of stuff? Yeah, I think you would search for like Facebook Dynamic Product Ads. Got it. Awesome. And then obviously you're tracking everything, right? So you know, obviously mm -hmm. that this is working. Um, okay, let's talk about cart abandonment. Um, uh, obviously, there are times where people add the product to the cart and then they leave and they never come back. What can we do to try to get that to convert into a sale? Yeah, I mean, this happens all the time, actually. And, and what percent yeah. do you think abandoned? That's another big question. I don't think anybody really knows. Ah, that's a good question. I. I think, think we could probably figure it out with Google Analytics, right? You could probably look at the total hits in Google Analytics to the cart, and then you could look at the number of people that hit the, the thank you page, and then you could kind of calculate the percentage, don't you think? You can. Actually, when you run an e-commerce store, chances are you've set up like the funnel analysis on your site. And basically, the funnel starts when someone starts checkout, and you can get an idea of what your abandonment rate is. 
Um, and by the way, for folks that don't know what he's talking, what uh, Steve's talking about in Google Analytics, there's a free funnel analysis, and you can set up as many of these as you want, and you can just say this is the page that they start at, and this is the natural course upon which we believe the customer will go to completion. And it starts and it shows you the percentages at each, each chunk until they actually get to the thank you page. And you can kind of see where they're leaving and all that other kind of stuff. So, so it's obviously a pretty big percent, you know, I would imagine at least 10, maybe even 50, maybe even 90% don't. It's definitely double digits. Yeah. Uh, it's not going to be as high as what you were saying because they've already entered in their emails and stuff to start right. the checkout, which right. means they have a strong intent to make the purchase. So so how do, how do we get them back? What do you do? Yeah, so we do an email campaign and a Facebook campaign. So the way it works is if someone has started checkout and has given us their email, and they don't end up finishing the transaction, we run a three-email sequence to try to get them back. Mm -hmm. And so if they've started checkout and four hours has elapsed, we'll send them a quick email saying, you know, we noticed that you started the checkout process at Bumblebee Linens but didn't quite finish the process. Uh, come on back. And we have a button that where if they click it, the shopping cart is instantly populated with whatever they had in their cart and they can just check out very quickly. At the same time, a Facebook ad happens as well that goes out to these people who have abandoned to try to get them to come back. Is that through that service you were talking about earlier? That's correct, yeah. Because you can have a specific segment of people who have abandoned their carts within X amount of time, and you can have that go to a custom audience on Facebook as well. There's a lot of these tag-based email systems out there like ActiveCampaign and Drip and others. Do you know whether or not, you know, if you can tag someone as, I would imagine you could tag someone as having abandoned the cart. Um, the real bigger question is, do those systems tend to also allow you to have this dynamic creation of these audiences on Facebook? Are you aware whether they exist or not? I don't think ActiveCampaign offers that. Here's the thing. Here's the main difference from Clavio. Clavio actually knows all of your transaction data and every single product that a customer has purchased or looked at on your site. Which means that I could create a segment in a matter of seconds for everyone who's looked at like red handkerchiefs, for example, on my site. Mm. Interesting. And then I could create a segment and maybe send out or do a, a Facebook ad only to those people and cross sell them and ask them if they're interested in like a blue handkerchief, for example. Now, is this, is this Clavio also handling the financial transaction, or is it just integrating with whatever your, your, your merchant system is? Clavio is just an email marketing platform. It has knowledge of how much money has changed hands, but it does not manage anything else. So, um, okay, so the email side, and by the way, anybody who has any products you know, could use this, right? I'm already thinking like it's social media examiner for social media marketing world. Uh, we send an email out an hour later if they don't complete the registration process mm -hmm. and that's it. We could probably schedule a couple more, you know, um, what is, you know, how, how, how could it hurt? Right. Um, well, let's throw some numbers into the mix so I can tell you some, sti sti yeah, some statistics from my shop. So the first email that goes out actually converts 14% of the people wow. to come, to come back. The second email is on the order of 4%, and the third email is like half of that. However, in the e-commerce world, you can actually 
recover between 25 and 30% of your people if on the last one you actually offer some sort of coupon code or incentive for them to come back. Wow. Interesting. Like just something tiny, I would imagine, like an extra, like a dollar, like 5% even probably, right? Because they were close to purchase or does it need to be bigger? No, it doesn't need to be bigger. And again, you can use the discount ladder as well. So let's say four hours pass, you don't give out a coupon. Let's say two days pass and you don't give out a coupon. Or let's say you give, a, you give out a very small coupon after two days. On the third day, you can give out a lar- slightly larger coupon if they haven't made a purchase yet. So you can use the same techniques, the, the, uh, sorry, the uh, win back campaign that we just described. Awesome. Awesome. And I, I, I think a lot of these systems that are merchant systems do have built in some sort of a, you know, email them if they abandon the cart. And it could just be something as simple as, you know, using those systems on, on the email. I'm making notes here. <laughs> this is pretty here, cool. Go ahead. Here's the key, actually. So with the abandoned cart, it also helps to show them the exact products that they had in their cart at the time of abandonment. Ah, okay. Right? And so when you got 480 SKUs, you know, you, you got to have a system that can track what they were looking at. And so the email that goes out, you know, we, we tell them that, you know, we noticed you started the checkout process, but then we show them every single item that's in their cart and then a button where if they click it, it's all populated back in and they can just a couple clicks finish checkout. Very cool. Very cool. All right. Um, let's see here. People that visit. Okay. This one, this one's pretty exciting. Um, I understand that there is some technology out there that um, let's say you have uh, a lot of people on your email list like we do at Social Media Examiner. We have 560,000. And um, let's say that um, uh, somebody visits our website and checks out our product. Is it possible to connect the dots between the visitors randomly coming to our website, not because of our emails or anything, and the fact that they're in our email database and set up some sort of a some sort of a triggered email response. And if so, how in the world do we do that? Yeah, I mean, this is something that we run on our e-commerce store as well. So for well, our What site, do we even call this? Is there a name for this? Yeah, it's called um, browser abandonment. It's it's not checkout abandonment. It's more like oh. you know, someone's looked at something and they've left without a purchase. Huh. Okay. So where where were we? Um, yeah, so okay, so on our site, our e-commerce store, it is so crucial for us to get an email address because once we get an email address, we track them, or Clavio actually does, it tracks them and associates their cookie with that email address. Okay, and so whatever you yeah, can, So how do you go about getting that email address, first of all? Yeah, so we provide several different lead magnets. So if they're looking at one of our handkerchiefs, we have an ebook that we give out that's specific to arts and crafts with handkerchiefs. If they're looking at napkins, we have another ebook which covers napkin folding. So it's it's just your standard stuff. You know, Are you using a pop-up as they leave the site, like an opt-in monster kind of thing where like, hey, get our free ebook on napkins or something? Because they were That's looking- correct. We have a timer and we also have exit intent. We have the slide-ins, um, all the standard tools that you've probably talked about in the past. Yeah, everything that you'll see if you visit Social Media Examiner. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah, we exactly. use everything in our power to try to get you on our email list. Interesting. So so basically, um, help me understand what percentage of people that visit your site um, that do not purchase end up taking you up on your free offers. Is it a pretty significant chunk, like a couple percentages or something? Yeah, I think the pop-up converts at like one and a half to 2% or something like that. 
So, so think about this, right? And um, so if you get like a thousand people visiting your napkin site, let's say a month or a week, let's say a week, um, and you get 1%, that is 10 people uh, a week that are opting in to receive a special offer on napkins that have not purchased, like, mm-hmm. like how to fold napkins. And if they come back, somehow those dots are connected. And what do you do then? And how are those dots? Well, let's start with how are those dots connected? Yeah, I mean, there's a bunch of different things that you can do. So, for example, once they've given us their email for that lead magnet, I actually have a 100-day email sequence that basically tries to warm them up to our brand Wow! and gives them lots of content. Because here's the thing about e-commerce these days. It often takes between four to eight touches before someone actually makes a purchase. Um, you have to get them to get to know you as a company. And oftentimes, they'll come on. They might not be ready to buy. So you have to kind of keep your company in their minds so that when they are ready to buy, they buy. So that's why that sequence is so long. Also, if they come on the site and they browse at something, but they don't even start checkout or, or, or anything, they're just looking around and we have their email in our database, we actually send them an email showing them exactly what product they looked at along with a list of recommended products as well. And that actually converts really well. Now, is that also the same email software we were talking about? It is, yes. Okay, people by now are going to want to know what's that software. What, Clavion, <laughs> what was it called again? A Clavio, yes. Yeah, what, tell us what does that cost? I mean, like, because uh, I'm sure a lot, of, a lot of marketers, physical and online, are going to want to know, like, what's the cost for that software? Yeah, it is probably on the order of, it's, it's more expensive than, like, a AWeber or an active campaign. I would say it's probably double the price, and it's really just well-suited for e-commerce stores. But it sounds like it totally pays for itself, right? Oh, it does. It's totally worth it. I mean, your return on investment, so like, like, I don't know, give me some perspective. If I had a 1,000 people on my list, what do you think I'm paying a month? $100 a month? That's a good question. You want me to bring it up right now? May as well, yeah. Yeah, here. Because I think that... This software sounds like the killer software that kind of does the stuff that's going to save you time. It's fully automated. I mean, like I'm, I'm excited about this because like, and by the way, we should also mention there are other software providers that do allow you to track website activity. Like HubSpot does this active campaign does this in the case of active campaign. Um, what they'll do is they will, um, take all the activity from the last 14 days and put it into the file, if you will, for that person. Like, so if Steve Chu added himself to my email list and I was using Active Campaign, which I'm not, um, and he was looking at social media marketing world, I would have that data. I would know that that's there and I would be able to. Um, I would Stalk be, me. I would be yeah. able to, in the future when he comes back, trigger something, you know? Yeah. So, so did you find the pricing? I did. Talk so, to up to 500 contacts is $50 a month, up to 3,000 is 175 a month. So it's pretty reasonable, um, you know, especially if you can get creative with all these crazy hooks and stuff like that. And I would imagine there's all these extra add-ons, right? It sounds like this Facebook dynamic ad thing is an add-on that's extra cost. Is that correct? It, it is not, actually. That is all-inclusive. So what's key about this platform is the integration with Facebook. The ability to take these custom segments of your customers and automatically export them dynamically to create custom audiences in Facebook, that's key. So what do you do exactly? Like, let's say I'm on your list. 
I haven't been to your website in a few weeks and I come back and I look at handkerchiefs mm-hmm. and your system is able to know that it's me. What, what, what do you do as a marketer? Yeah. So if you, if you looked at a couple of products and you haven't started checkout, like meaning you're just looking around. And let's say you haven't gotten one of these emails from me in the past three days. I'll go ahead and send you an email showing you exactly what you were looking at along with recommendations. And I'll say something in the, in the email like, hey, we're running low on stock on this item to kind of get you to take action right now. So do you wait, like, like do you say like, okay, if, um, if Mike Stelzner visited my uh, two products and he did not purchase within like a 30 minute window, then trigger the campaign? Is this That's something? correct, yes. Very cool. Yeah. And I would imagine, you know, it's the sky's the limit as far as how, what you could what you could do with this, right? I mean, <laughs> over time, I would imagine you've created all sorts of interesting sequences, right? Yeah, I mean, one thing that's just low hanging fruit that's really powerful is, let's say someone bought dinner napkins on our site. Chances are they're going to be interested in cocktail napkins as well, and so you can export a list of people who just bought dinner napkins but not cocktail napkins, and run like Facebook ads for cocktail napkins just for those people. Right now, people are like going berserk. They're saying, oh my gosh, this podcast is so good. I'm going to listen to it again. We're not done. I'm going to ask you one more question. Okay. You, you do this cool thing called your free plus shipping offer, um, which tell, tell everybody what that is and, and talk about it a little bit. Yeah. So, you know, one of the keys to Facebook ads is you're basically interrupting someone from browsing their newsfeed, right? They're probably on Facebook to kind of just catch up with friends and that sort of thing. And so if you're going to make an ad on Facebook, it's really got to stand out. And so the way we stand out for e-commerce is we give away an item for free and we just charge them shipping and handling. So right now we are giving away one of our lace handkerchiefs and shipping and handling is about $5. And it's actually a really good deal because these are high quality handkerchiefs. And we're actually just trying to break even or just make like a tiny little bit of money, mainly on the premise by, you know, if, if we can get them to spend any money on us at all, that means they're a customer of ours and they're much more likely to buy from us again. Because you know the lifetime value of a customer and you're willing to take a loss or break even is what I hear you saying, right? That's correct. But here's one thing that we also do. Once they l- click on the ad and land on our site, we actually make them give us an email before they click on the add to cart button. Smart. So at the same time, you know, at the, at that they're getting this offer, we're also putting them on this sequence that's 100 days long as well. Any tips on how to, I mean, I would imagine you could use two different systems. You could, I could imagine you run the ad to a sale, a special page that talks about what the offer is. And then it says, step one, put in your email address, right? And you could technically have that go to any email provider. Mm-hmm. And then the thank you page is step two, right? Which is to, to, to actually fill out the, the, the shipping details. Is that correct? That's correct. There's actually a little bit more to our free plus shipping offer. So we've already gotten them to add the free hanky to the shopping cart. And in general, I like for my Facebook ads to be profitable on the front end. Like it doesn't have to be crazy profitable, but I don't want to lose money. And so we have an upsell where it's like a one-day offer where they can get 35% off of this very specific handkerchief bundle if they buy within today. Is that done after the free shipping has been paid after the free plus shipping offer has been paid for? No, right now the when it occurs is after they've added the free hanky to the cart, they are presented with this offer. I see. 
And how well is that working for you? That works pretty well. So it, it works well enough so that I'm making between two and two and a half X ad spend. So you're covering the ad cost and you're probably making enough to more than cover the margin on the free shipping thing, right? That's correct, yes. Now, the on the free plus shipping, does it act, is the cost of the handkerchief plus the shipping generally less than $5 so that you're it least, is, yes. okay, so that you're making a tiny little bit of margin there? I mean, obviously, you've got overhead with drop yeah. shipping and all that crazy. We probably end up taking a loss if you factor in all those things. But that upsell is actually $50. Hmm. And if they take that, that basically instantly makes everything really profitable. Interesting. And uh, I know that some merchant systems allow an upsell to happen after the purchase. Do you have any... You know, and with one click of a button, you know, that's like, correct. What do you have any experience with that, and whether that's worth trying? So I know my buddy Ezra; he has a plugin that does that, and supposedly it works very well. However, it is a little bit hacky because it's it's kind of breaking in; it's breaking the shopping cart and kind of forcing an upsell at the end after they've already clicked on the commit button. So in in the case of our merchant system, we use one shopping cart, and they've got an upgrade feature. That mm-hmm. literally the moment the order has been placed, instead of sending to the thank you page, it sends the offer. And with one click of a button, it takes all the financial data that's already been contributed and, and processes that all within the merchant system. So I know that there are some systems that have this completely integrated. Uh-huh. And um, I hear it works pretty well because there's almost no friction to make that purchase because it's just click here and we'll send it to you. <laughs> you know? So what happens if they leave on that page? Does the transaction just go through after like 15 minutes, for example? I I don't exactly know because I've never done it. I just know it's a feature. I would okay. imagine it's two different transactions. I don't really know exactly. Okay. I believe it's actually done after the credit card has been processed, so it's a second transaction. But, ah, but, the, di- but the difference is that the information has... Um, you know, basically is still there so they don't have to re-enter their credit card again. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty interesting. I would imagine that works just really, really well because they've already completed the purchase and at that point, it's just clicking one additional button to get something at a really good deal. So do you use this free plus shipping a lot and is this what you advertise more than your, um, you know, your, your like eBooks and stuff or what do you do? Oh, the, so we don't actually run ads to the ebooks. We run our Facebook ads, and this is like the top of funnel. We run them to these free plus shipping offers. So I got it. Okay. And well, we can talk a little bit more. I don't know how much time we have. I mean, we can talk a little bit more about that too. Well, go ahead and tell me a little bit more, and then we'll go ahead and tell folks where they can discover more about you. Sure, sure. So we always use video ads because video ads just convert so much better right now. And one thing that we do, and remember, a lot of these people – aren't going to be taking advantage of this free plus shipping offer. And the fact that we use a video, one thing interesting that we do is we take those people who have watched 75% of that video and we create a lookalike audience from those people and then we run this offer to those guys as well. And so we're just kind of gradually refining these audiences until we kind of hone in on one that is much more likely to buy from us. Well, folks, um, the good news is Steve Chu, spelled C H O U will be at Social Media Marketing World, and he's going to be teaching in more detail on this stuff um, if you actually want to meet him in person and you're planning on, on being there because, as you can tell, he knows what he's doing. But he also has a lot of stuff that is available through his website. Um, so, Steve, why don't you tell people where they can discover more about you if they want to just check you out right now? Yeah, you can just head on over to mywifequitherjob.com. 
If you're interested in e-commerce at all, I offer a free six-day mini course where you can sign up and I'll give you a really good overview about selling physical products online. Steve Chu, expert at selling physical products online. <laughs> Thank you for blowing everyone's mind today and, and providing a lot of gold. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me, Mike. Wow. Was that awesome or was that awesome? Hey, if there's anything we missed and chances, anything you missed and chances are pretty good, you did miss some stuff because we talked about a lot. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash 240. Stands for episode 240. If you're new to this podcast, hit the subscribe button. Do not miss a future episode of this show. Last thing, grab your physical or virtual ticket to Social Media Marketing World 2017 coming up very soon. Visit socialmediaworld17.com. This brings us to the end of yet another episode of the Social Media Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner. I'll be back with you in the driver's seat next week. I hope you make the absolute best out of your day and may social media continue to change your world. The Social Media Marketing Podcast is a production of Social Media Examiner.